1: at purepleasureshop.com Hello everyone. Happy rainy day, folks. Oh, rainy day. Yeah, we need the rain. It's raining here in Santa Cruz right now. It's very nice.
0: And we got new recording equipment.
1: Yes. So bear with us. We got the, we uh, we upgraded our recording equipment and um we got the Zoom H6. It's very fancy. Same mics, different recorder, and I'm still figuring it out cuz I'm the tech nerd who has a little little bit of a learning curve. Um and curb, Cur- learning curve, 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 Curb is, is,
0: um, curb your enthusiasm. <laughs> curve <laughs> oh is, uh, God. you know, like curves of your body.
1: Anyways, so if it doesn't sound as good as it did before, just bear with us as we figure it out. We might need to get a friend to come and help us, um, but this should be an upgrade because now we can have three mics, which is great. Because this is a podcast where we have a guest speaker. Uh, we're talking about Taoist sexology and Taoist sex, and um, she's great. She's amazing, and it's a, it's uh, there's a lot of great information there. It's kind of similar to tantric practices, but also very different because it's much more nature based, much more connected. They're to- related,
0: but they're not. Tw- wins.
1: Yeah, exactly. She said so many insightful things. We already recorded it with her in April and I learned a lot. In yeah, it, we did. So Definitely stay tuned because there's a lot of really good information there. Um, so now we can have three mics, meaning we can have guest speakers and now the sound can be really clear. I just need to figure out all the learning curves. So <laughs> bear with us as we do that. Um, but before we dive into that, we also want to reiterate that we have a um YouTube live sex question. It's our first one because we, we're getting so many questions and so many it's almost
0: words. as though we it's cannot awesome. keep up. We love getting your questions. Thank you for writing us and feel free to continue to write us. If you have any deep burning questions to ask Amy and myself, you can email us at shamelesssexpodcast at gmail.com or go to our website shamelesssex.com
1: and fill out the questionnaire over there. And we might take a month or two to answer them on the air. Uh, We prefer to answer them on the air than rather than over email. It's just uh, easier for us, and it gives us material to share with all you all, and a lot of your questions other people want to know. Mm -hmm. And with that, we're doing a YouTube Live on 4:20. That's April 20th at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. The way to do it is to either go to our website, and we'll have a link on our homepage of our website at shamelesssex.com, or if you go to YouTube and you Google... Google's the wrong word. You look in the search mm-hmm. box at YouTube, uh, Pure Pleasure Shop, which is the sex shop that I co owned with my mom, which is also where April got her start in the sex toy industry. That's right. Um, did I say .com, though? Don't look up PurePleasureShop.com. PurePleasureShop.com is if you want to go to Pure Pleasure's website and buy things and get 15% off using coupon code <laughs> SHAMELESSSEXPP.
0: Sex shameless plug. I like it, though, but it's
1: worth it. SHAMELESSSEXPP in all caps. But when you're at the YouTube live search box, it's just look up Pure Pleasure Shop. And then you should be able to find it there and um, the YouTube Live should pop up at four o'clock and it will record it too so you can watch it later if you want. But if you actually log on, while we do it, you can ask us questions chat in with us. the search bar, lab chat, um, and we have no idea what to expect. We don't know how many of you are going to show up, if we're going to even be able to answer all your questions. But what we will also do is answer questions that you've already sent us that we haven't had a chance to answer. So this is a good time if we haven't an answered one of your questions to go check us out there. You can see our our lovely faces, video style.
0: And we are we're going to we're Amy and I are working on a project for y'all listeners out there. So get ready, we are going to be offering some things coming up here in the next few months um, to give you access. To um, more information and um, kind of some one-on-one situation. So keep listening. Um, we are hard at work trying to um, create beautiful things for our listeners that are hungry for it. We are creating beauty. Just creating for you. beauty. And I do want to say that we are it is Friday here. We're recording this on a Friday. We will you'll be listening. It'll launch on, on a Tuesday. Tuesday. Who knows well, when you're going to maybe be listening. or not? Yeah. But we are drinking a glass of wine because wine not Okay, it's friday
1: let's be real we don't just drink wine on fridays we no. drink wine on tuesdays and wednesdays i might drink almost a, da- a glass a day
0: <laughs> just like an orgasm a day a glass of wine a day does keep the doctor away it's
1: it keeps Good for your old heart it keeps her therapist away, <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> but it also um it's we drink natural wine and it's margins wine if you've if you've never heard of natural wine, it's not some bougie weird hippie thing it's actually the, it's it's low in sulfites and it's organic, so it's made with um safe ego pr- uh, ego <laughs> eco practices there's <laughs> no, no ego, ego there's in, no ego this, in wine, this wine in the way it's made it's e- ecologically sound and you can feel good about drinking it it also doesn't have any preservatives or anything bad in there so you don't get a hangover which I'm not even kidding most of the time hangovers do come from a lot of sugar but they also um, come from all the, the weird things that they're they're brewing in the wine yeah
1: we learned in that podcast the last one that we did the Love Languages podcast she told us that they put a lot of nasty additives mm-hmm. or not just nasty but additives in Pers- that they don't need to put on the label because it's an agricultural product. I had Mm -hmm. no idea. So it's um, important. So go to margins wine. And
0: actually she does really smart. Her name's Megan. She's the, the, uh, Wittner, that's what they call a winemaker. A and Vintner. she takes underrepresented varietals, which is grapes from underrepresented regions, and she makes beautiful wines. And, um, so you can get some of her things directly off of her website. She ships all over the USA, I think minus two states, and it's very reasonably priced. But sign up for her newsletter. And because she does small batch productions and you can get, you know, a bottle sent to you for 25 bucks and it's well worth it. And I'm in love with her wine. Every time I open up a bottle, and drink with friends. They're like, this is great. What kind of wine is this? Um, And she has like a Chenin Blanc and a Sangiovese. But check it out. It, even if you're not a wine drinker, like my mom's coming in June and I'm going to be like, hey, mom.
1: She, I'm so excited to meet your mom. You're going to
0: finally meet my mom. I've never we met your mom. Calendar.
1: I know. I've known you for like, what, 11 or 12 years and I'm finally I meeting your mom. I
0: think we're going to do a mom podcast. Moms. <gasps> you need to talk to your mom. We have my mom
1: on here too? Yeah. Oh. I think we should do.
0: April and Amy's moms. Uh, yeah. And, like, yeah. life. I mean, for your mom,
1: they tell she, story.
0: she runs a sex shop. I mean, you co-own the sex shop with her, but my mom is, like, She innocent. never loved Midwest accent. Oh, yeah, you get full know. Midwest treatment, and we'll drink some wine. she like, oh, my God, I don't even you, know. You can hear a story anal?
1: about where we came from.
0: Oh, yeah, I was What's conceived anal? in the shower. <laughs> you were? Yeah, my mom's probably never your had anal, told- but we should ask her. Wait, wait,
1: your mom told you that you were conceived in the shower? Was conceived in the shower. That's what she said. Wow,
0: that's... She said that I was a water baby from the beginning. She's like, you were actually conceived in the shower. And she told me my dad had a big dick.
1: Well, your mom's a little more open than you thought. (laughs) She had been drinking
0: because I was like, mom, why did you stay with dad so long if you guys were miserable? And she and she said that in front of like three other of our friends. She's like, well, I mean, he did have a big dick. I was like, oh my God. She's like five foot two. I'm so
1: excited to meet your mom.
0: I'm like, yeah. So anyway, that's a a lot of
1: information. I hope now you all know April's conceived. But if you were, yeah, by a big D, you know, I think I was conceived. (laughs) I think I was conceived uh in Hawaii on my parents honeymoon. Oh wow. I'm pretty sure They banged on the honeymoon, their honeymoon and got pregnant right away. Pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it worked. Damn. Stuck. My that mom was, was, was so ready to have a child. So
0: my partner was conceived the first time his mom ever had sex.
1: She lost really? her, she lost her v card and she got pregnant. Oh geez. And 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 I think because she was angry she about it. To do, no, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> yeah.
0: She was like 15 when I think that she met um they're still married and they're in their seventies now, but um, they, they were 15 or they met in eighth grade and then started dating when she was 15. I think she banged it out for the first time with his dad when she was 18 and she got pregnant. She had my partner when she was 19. Wow. And she tells me a lot. She's,
1: you know, she's told she me a those stories. Yeah.
0: yeah. Interesting. Yeah. She forgets. She tells me the story and then she tells me again. So I've heard it a few times.
1: I'm always curious because I feel like more people um, than I can't say more than not, but it's very, very common for unplanned pregnancies to be carried out and to bring those little fetuses into life. Um, And I just I do wonder about like the the psychology behind being. Um, unwanted at some point and then of course like maybe hopefully coming to a point of being wanted but what that looks like because like the more the more i learn learn about different psych- psychological methods we always think that when people are born you know that's when they start to receive all the fucked upness of life but really when you're in the womb you're receiving all this nurturing and energy from the motherboard, you know, the mothership. And so if your mother, you know, the body that you're in, and I'm not saying that this is his experience, but if the body that you're in, that you're being nurtured in when you're a fetus is saying, I don't want this. I'm super stressed out. I don't like this. I don't want this, but I'm going to go through with it. I mean, it has to do something to the system. Well, My
0: mom, she's never smoked a day in her life. And she's told me that um, she smoked when she was pregnant with me because she was so stressed out about like uh, so many things. She was 23 years old and I think they had a lot of financial problems and she smoked like Marlboro red. Well, Well, that was also
1: common. They didn't know it was in the eighties. I mean,
0: I think that most people knew not to smoke, but she, and she's never smoked a day in her life since I've been on the planet. And I think, and I was born with all sorts of issues, but um, but look at you now. But now look at me. I'm just so great.
1: Yeah, she doesn't have one issue ever. Oh no, not, a not, one. A, not even slightly. Chip is amazing. Oh yeah. All right, so we, we're going to answer a sex question before we talk about Taoist sexology and Taoist sex. And by the way, yeah. um, we said this before, but you really want to hear this episode? Like this woman blew our mind. I, I actually like. I want to take all of her workshops. She's fucking amazing. She's cool. I think
0: we'll probably do some work with her in the future. I kind of feel that vibe.
1: Yeah, I feel it too.
0: Yeah, there's I, a lot of. Connections with her.
1: All right, yeah. so um, sex question. Do you want to read? You want me to read it? Uh, I can read it. It's right okay. in front of me. It's from Meg. It's from Meg. And
0: um, we cut out
1: some of the pieces here because it's a long question, but there's some really important questions here. So,
0: so the subject is, is my sex drive. Normal slash is it important in a relationship? I'm a cis female who identifies as a lesbian. It is. It is. <laughs> well, I already blew that one. Yeah, good. Let me start over. I'm a cis female who identifies as a lesbian. Is it normal to want to have sex all the time? Another question I have is how important is sex in a relationship? I recently broke up with my ex and the last year of our relationship, we barely had sex due to her losing libido. She's also eight years older than me. I'm 27. Can sex be a deal breaker in a relationship? And should it be that important for a relationship to work? Thank you, Meg. Um, for writing us,
1: great questions. that is great a questions.
0: great few questions there. And, uh, I'll let you start
1: Amy. Okay. So question number one, so cis female, everyone is someone that is born assigned, assigned female when they're born and they still identify as female, by the way, that's what cis is, um, in this context. And, um, so is it normal to want to have sex all the time? Yes, totally normal. Awesome. I'm envious of you. I want to have sex all the time. In fact, our podcast that we just did, Willow Brown talking about, um, how people who have, who have lower libido and it could be a thyroid issue. I, cause I don't, I don't consider myself having low libido, but I'm definitely not horny all the time, but this isn't about me. But anyways, I'm jealous of, um, you wanting to have sex all the time because that is awesome. It means you're really healthy. Mm-hmm. I think that's, it's, that's awesome. April lately these days is horny little bastards that she identifies her always
0: well because i'm not on the pill or anything
1: anymore so i'm just like wow, give it to me yeah it's it's a sign of health of um vitality so yes totally normal uh the other question is how important is sex in a relationship It depends on you. If it's important to you, like if you feel like you want to have sex five days a week or seven days a week and you're not getting that and you try to negotiate that with your partner and they're more like, I want to have sex one day a week and you're realizing that that's really going to leave you very unfulfilled, um, then it sounds like sex is really important to you and that, um, this is something to look at. So, um, we can't tell you how sex should be important in your relationship. You get to decide, but if you feel like it is important, then you get to decide that, you know, you get to, um, keep it, keep it, you get to value it and make sure that it's something that your needs are getting met or you negotiate to get your needs met.
0: From the, from the um, the words that you wrote on your email, it does sound as though sex is pretty big deal for you. So I would say stay true to that course. And um, if I were you, I'd think that um, for me, sex is a huge part of of my needs um, in a relationship. And so if that isn't being fulfilled, I communicate that. And um, you know. Ideally, if if they're fulfilling every other rung of what you um, desire in a relationship, awesome. Maybe find a way. Maybe you could explore different uh, avenues like open relationship um, as opposed or monogamish. Maybe there's different terms. You can make your own rules. So if you're not getting fulfilled um, in this intimacy and sexual realm, then perhaps talk with your partner about options um, that, that you're both comfortable with. Um, where you're going to get those needs met.
1: Yeah, I mean this person's asking can sex be a deal breaker in a relationship? Should it be that important to a relationship for a relationship to work? And I think that there is shame for folks on both ends of the spectrum, right? That you don't have libido in your relationship or that you have a high libido and that you want to end the relationship because your sexual needs aren't being met. And so a lot of times people think that that's like a petty mm. thing or a shallow thing to end a relationship about. You know, a shallow thing to end a relationship about would be like your partner gained 3 pounds and you're want to break up with them because they don't look as hot as they once did for sure that's shallow now if you have a conversation with your partner and about that you know i'm I'm not gonna i also think that we want to be attracted to our partners right so um there's in that in that case there's room to have a conversation with our partner hey um um, I'm noticing that you're maybe not as interested in going to the gym as you used to be and maybe we could uh, start to go together more or – and make it more like a wee thing or whatever. And then if they shut that down, then you can consider leaving the relationship if it feels like that isn't a priority for them.
0: Because remember, you can't change people. No, people you can ha- suggest You things. can suggest things and – Um, and, and never, ever please for your own safety and sake, don't go into a relationship believing you can change aspects of people or that moving in will make things better or that marriage will make things better or that a child will make things better. You got to work on these little things that are bigger things later. And that can blow up to be bigger things before uh, moving forward. And I think that's part of what Amy and I talk about often enough is that you're creating your own, your own scenario, right? Your own story. And if... Um, there's, there's no piece of what we're communicating that says you should break up with this part, this person, because they're not getting enough sex for you. Um, or that it's, you know, the relationship isn't working because you're not getting sex. Look, if you're getting every other need met, then, then find a way to balance and create a win-win for both of you. Maybe it's, Hey, once a month, I get to bang it out with somebody that you don't know. I don't know. And you know, like you're creating your own story if they're comfortable with that or, Well or you
1: negotiate in this relationship, like you know, we've talked about this in the past. You say how how often do you need sex every week? And sex can be a need. You know, it's it's not something that you should just disregard if it feels important to you. I need and desire sex five days a week. And your partner's like, Well, I need and desire sex only one day a week okay can we meet in the middle and by meeting in the middle what does sex even look like is it penetration is it oral can making out just qualify as sex for a day but you really need to meet in the middle there mm-hmm. so everyone gets their needs met and if one person totally disregards where they're at then it's not going to work right i i For me,
0: I I can tell you, I relate a lot of my sexual experiences with intimacy and communication and also, not, not communication, with connecting, intimacy and connection. So that's why I desire sex with my partner. And if that piece is missing, that for me is a huge deal because I feel like I'm lacking the connection, that deep connection, like with our bodies. So... If, if if I were in your situation, Meg, um, I would, again, probably explore other avenues. Um, and that's the thing. If maybe this is your method to connect with your partner, I'm not exactly sure of your entire story, but if that's it, then you can create other avenues of connection.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. So if it's feeling important to you, let it be important. And um, em, embrace that. And I think the other piece that we didn't say, and this is this person was considering getting back together with their ex where sex wasn't really on the tables um, as often as they wanted. And um, I would say negotiate that or have, have those conversations beforehand, address that before committing to a committed relationship with someone that sex doesn't seem, um, not maybe not important, but like it's uh freely flowing through their body there isn't a lot of desire there before you jump back in like again if it's important to you then it deserves to be important and valued
0: and there's a lot of cool tools if maybe your partner wants to have a
1: higher sex drive or libido that they could um explore which our next our podcast talks about here about hormones and a lot of the different things that we don't even think about you know we just affecting our sex drive and libido yeah totally we don't
0: even pay attention to those things so Definitely check this episode out and yeah. maybe have a Tune your in. friend and have my mom listen. I don't know. Just because. Talked about, yeah. a lot about her in this intro.
1: Hey, mom. Love you, mom. Okay. Before we dive into the podcast, I have one other um, shameless self-promotion since this is coming out um, next Tuesday, which means that it's the Tuesday before I'm teaching. Yay! Um, so if you're listening, it's in the morning of next Tuesday, which is the 10th, I think. Um, this might be on the 10th. If you are in Austin, Texas, I am teaching on Tuesday evening, it is the 10th. August 10th at Q Toys is a wonderful sex-positive woman-owned store. Super cute. You can feel good about going in there. It's adorable. I'm mean, going to probably try to drag April with me, although she might not want to come because she might want a night off. But um, if you are in Austin, Texas um, and you are listening, this is the day of... The day that I'm teaching, Um, I'm teaching there at 7 p.m. And then the following Thursday, this is Thursday the 12th, I'm teaching at Pure Pleasure Shop in Santa Cruz. It's the same class, G spots, P spots, and female ejaculation. Uh, So you can come and learn some things from me. What time? 7 p.m. Both of them are at 7? 7 and 7. I'll see if I can go. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I'll be here going. I won't be here on the 12th, so I won't be able to join you there because i will be in Austin. In Austin. If you really want, want to see April there, you should send us an email and be like, "I'm coming and April better be there." And then I'll drive.
0: <laughs> and then I'll be like, "All right." She had got to meet maybe the Maybe I'll fans. bring my pregnant friend. She's like 8 months. She's about ready to pop that was in Austin.
1: Totally learned about some female but she has a kid,
0: so I don't know if they have a sitter, but uh, I'll try to go. I he, like I like go the child, I like learning. The child cannot come. The child cannot come. No. So Cool. Well, um, I think this is the perfect segue to Podcast. talk about Taoist sexology. Taoist.
1: Oh, see? 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 It's spelled Taoist, but it's pronounced Taoist. So FYI, if you uh, think like me, Tao. <laughs> Tao.
0: Tao. Okay. So thank you, Amy. I can't wait to see your classes on G-Spot, P-Spot, and all the
1: things. Yeah. Now let's talk to Willow Brown. Willow Brown is a licensed acupuncturist. Founder of Yin Wellness, as well as a Chinese medicine doctor and functional medicine expert. Willow is a world-renowned Taoist sexology teacher, teaching women's courses for the past six years, both online and in retreat format and recently began teaching co-ed workshops in the Bay Area and on the East Coast. To learn more, go to yinwellness.com. Welcome, Willow. Hi, Willow. Such a joy and a pleasure to be here with you, ladies.
0: In the flesh, in my home. Yay. In the flesh. And she loves my green couch. It's so cute. It's velvet. It's the sexy couch. It's very sexy. I mean, we literally... There has been a lot of sex on that couch. I sure. would imagine there, there, there might there be some snail been. trails. <laughs> she
1: talks about this all the time. She's like, oh, <laughs> d- I don't
0: know, just But nails. I do, I
1: regularly spot treat it. So anyway, welcome. <laughs> yeah, welcome. <laughs> if you want to sit on the couch later, let's do that. <laughs> so I would like just to announce to, to all the listeners that this is, um, we now have three microphones, yes! by the mm-hmm. way. So Willow is here for the test run for our three mics in our new system. And hopefully it's going to sound beautiful and spotless. And if it doesn't, then we're still figuring out the ginks. But it um, should be all good. So now April and I will be interrupting each other.
0: And Amy <laughs> looks superficial because she's wearing
1: headphones. Yes, I look adorable. <laughs> You're amazing. Um, So let's start with the first the first question because a lot of people are like, what is Taoist sex and Taoist sexology? Willow, can you tell us more about Taoist sex and Taoist sexology? What is this?
2: Yeah, I'd love to talk more about that. It is one of those things where people kind of just, they their eyes trail off when you say Taoist sexology. They're like, oh, I don't know what that is. And when people don't know what something is, they're just generally not very interested in it so it's always good to define and start out with that um... Sexology is basically the observation of the ology, the observation of your own sexual energy. So that could be anything from your libido, your level of um, horniness, your ability to have orgasm, ability to have multiple orgasms, all of that. In addition to that part of sexology, the other side of it is really um, your hormones and how your hormones are functioning, if they're functioning up to par or if you're having some adrenal fatigue, adrenal burnout, if they there's anything wrong with the thyroid, then you probably won't have a very high libido and you probably won't feel horny very regularly. So it's really looking at that pattern between um, what's going on internally inside of your body from a medical perspective and then how that's reflecting outwardly, you know, including your emotions around sexuality. A lot of people carry shame and doubt around their sexual bodies. And, um, you know, that's a big piece, too, that that sex Looks at. So that really defines that word of Taoist sexology. And then Taoism is, um, they say, what is the Tao? What do they say the Tao is? I don't even know the answer nature, to that question.
1: Connecting with nature? Good. Not a oh, good answer. yay. I knew, dang, I, mean, dang, I, knew, I knew what Taoism was, but I didn't know what... Yeah, okay. Got it. Yeah. Damn, so it looks like, like it's
0: Tao, by the way. Yes, so for yeah. everybody out there, when you're Spelled reading it, Taoist, yeah. it's, it, but it's pronounced Tao. So then you'll be a super professional looking human when you're like, I know what
1: Taoism is <laughs> and how to spell it. I remember <laughs> learning... I took a, a Eastern philosophy class in mm-hmm. community college and I remember learning about Taoism and I was super interested in it because it was so nature base and connected. Yeah. And um and I'm I'm a, I'm I'm a like a half hippie, so it's perfect.
2: <laughs> Super excited. Yeah, they say the Tao is the way. And so, you know, that's nice to know that the Tao is the way, but what is the way? The way is the way of nature. So that is really what we're looking at is the cycles and the rhythms of nature and how we humans are not just part of nature. We actually are nature. And the same, um, seasons and cycles and rhythms that move through the earth move through our bodies. And women get to see that even more, um, fully and clearly with their menstrual cycle than men get to see it. So every single month, women go through winter, spring, summer, and fall. Um, and so that's a lot. You know, we have these, the, the earth is this big giant macrocosm, big body that gets to hold the, has a whole year to go through these four seasons, and we are these tiny little microcosms of that, and we have one month to go through those four seasons, so it's a lot of energy to move through your body in one month, so it's really nice when you know what's coming next. You know, you can kind of map out your life and set yourself up for success if you know that next week is going to be, you know, your spring week, then you know you can, like, um, put more things on the calendar and get that creative project underway that you've been meaning to do. You know, Whereas if you know winter is coming up next week, you might want to take some of those social engagements off of your calendar and just kind of let go a little bit more. Some and macaroni and cheese. Prepare for the winter. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> Just kidding. Or April's yeah, case,
2: a lot it. of
1: wine. A lot some of carbs. Carbs.
0: <laughs> yeah. carbs. We did have a podcast actually with, I don't know if you know, Erin Fisher yeah. of Well and Wise Woman. She mm-hmm. um, came on and we did do some We dove into that topic pretty Mm -hmm. lovely. So if you are interested in hearing a more in-depth version of... It's called the Fifth Vital Sign. The Fifth Vital Sign episode, Mm -hmm. which was really great. But I learned so much. And it's such a really um, amazing thing that we are animals and we do go along with the processes of like the luteal phase and uh I can't remember all the phases right now please don't quiz the me the
1: follicular that. phase the follicular yes <laughs> well I like how you uh, how you, you relate it to the season so when you say spring and winter like what does that look like in the so
2: cycle? so for a woman who is in her fertility years who's still having her cycle when she ovulates that's when she's like in her peak time right so ovulation is during the full moon so that would be the summer phase um, then moving from summer, you go into fall. That's like the the moon is starting to wane. So you're moving away from your ovulation, closer toward your cycle, your period. And so when you do have your cycle during that week that you bleed, that's the the week of the winter, and then you move from winter, Of course, into spring, summer, fall. So it's one of the most important of all of those seasons, I think, is the fall phase. Um, That is the time to really let go, let go of things, let go of old stories, let go of patterns, let go of people in your life. Just start to really clear um space for yourself so that you can, in your winter phase, during your cycle, you can recalibrate, you know, really re come back to your truth and your essence and um, what's important for you. Without that space being cleared first, it's very difficult to reconnect to what's true for you and what's authentic for you.
1: Hmm. So you would say that uh, Taoist sex, you talked about Taoist sexology, but Taoist sex is... Um, is kind of connecting to the natural order of the way things flow and work in the what not listening just the body, the body, but yeah, right. inner listening of the body and the body's wisdom,
2: exactly, exactly. And not to get too much into hormones, but you know, your estrogen levels are going to be rising as you're approaching that spring and summertime, so that is the time when you feel more socially engaged and more outwardly, you know, and then you go more into your progesterone phase after that ovulation. So that's the time you want to maybe go a little bit more inward, yeah. I've been
1: noticing that that lately when we learned I'm that. on the full moon. Are
2: you? Almost, or at least 24, within 24 hours. So then you would be having your winter phase during the summer of the moon. So this holds true for everyone because everyone has a moon cycle, right? We're all made up of water. So we're all pulled by the moon, whether we're male, female, menstruating, or menopausal, or even if we're a child, we still have a moon cycle. And so, um, You know, women who are already through their fertility years they actually just follow the moon in the sky. Men follow the moon in the sky, you know, so they can look at the full moon and say, Cool, it's the summer phase of this month. You know, they could look at the new moon and say, All right, now this is the winter phase of this Um, of this m- month, and you know for you april you're you have your winter during summer. it's just an interesting thing to note and to look at, but you do primarily want to follow what's your own womb cycle, so not so much the moon cycle in the sky, but oh. rather your moon cycle inside of you
0: okay, is primary I wonder what because it it just started happening in the last few months with the whole bleeding on the full moon. And I was like, that's weird. Maybe I'm becoming a werewolf. (laughs) I don't know. So, okay. So the advantages of living this Taoist way, um, is obviously like you're connecting with nature, as we mentioned. Um, and people, I think when, when we look at, um, living naturally, if you will, I don't know, they think it's wooey, but it really isn't a wooey thing. Living naturally means like listening to your body. Right. I mean, in general.
2: Yeah. And, and the Taoists are really, um, their biggest thing is really about longevity, like having a long, healthy life. You know, it doesn't matter if you live to 85, if the last 20 years of your life you're living in a, um, you know, in a geriatric home and, and can't really even think anymore. You know, they're looking at longevity and quality of life. So they're, that's their biggest concern, why they do all these practices. And so the sexual energy, the sexual practices that they practice are to, um, create more longevity for yourself and more uh, just vitality overall in your life. So drawing sexual energy in Chinese medicine... There are five different kinds of chi, and um, sexual chi is jing, j-i-n-g. So jing chi. So I talk about jing chi a lot when I, you know, teach. And we draw jing chi from the sexual glands, the gonads for the men and the ovaries for the woman. We draw that sexual energy into the adrenal glands. We draw it into the thyroid gland. We can draw that sexual energy all the way up into the hypothalamus and pituitary gland that are up in the brain, which rule all the um, hormones in the body. So drawing that sexual energy into those glands is not only extremely beneficial for your health and overall longevity and vitality, but also um, you just have these very mind-blowing orgasms. You can have pineal gland orgasms, which is like these phenomenal flashing lights in your um, in your brain is very healing, very clearing for the pineal gland, which tends to calcify with all of the environmental toxins that we're kind of swimming in. Um, one of my teachers, Montauk Chia, says that the um, womb orgasm is the highest orgasm that a woman can have. And uh, when he first was telling me about that, I was Curious, you know, I'd never had something. I have had all these different pineal gland and all these different kind of orgasms, but never the womb one. And just recently, it did come through on how to actually do that. Oh, and it was by far just the one of the most incredible sensations and experiences. How do you know if you've had one? Yeah, I just, you just know.
1: I wonder <laughs> if I've had one. Is it similar to the cervical orgasm then,
2: or is that different? Yeah, I I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I think probably yeah. similar because the cervix it's, is the very bottom yeah. of the womb. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it would feel the same. But The
1: people I know have had cervical orgasms, and I've definitely had like two in my life, and uh-huh. it's like transcendent. I don't know if this is one five or 15 minute orgasm or like a million different ones all happening and it feels like it could go on forever. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Is it like, that's what it's
2: like. It's long. It lasts for a long time and it's, and it just keeps kind of building and building and building and then crescendos and eventually comes down and leaves your whole body just vibrating in Mm -hmm. this, like, Light, very light way, you know,
1: and that kind of orgasm you're saying also can build, create more life force energy because because it's pulling energy, it's channeling energy in this powerful
2: way. Absolutely, yeah, and you can draw sexual energy to anywhere in your body. Let's say you have neck or shoulder or back pain, you can draw your orgasm to those areas in your body and let that orgasmic energy disperse throughout those places in your body so um, Taoist sexology calls it the orgasmic upward draw rather than having an orgasm and letting it go kind of down and out you want to draw the energy up and in and you know that's for men it's it's actual retention of semen so it's actual um, semen retention does like ed- not necessarily
1: mean right? not ejaculating. that yet.
2: they don't. Right. Yeah. It doesn't mean for sure that they don't have an orgasm because they are two separate no, physiological okay. functions for men. Having an orgasm and having an ejaculation. So they could have an orgasm without having an ejaculation. And that's how a man can have multiple orgasms and draw that jing into their adrenals or their left shoulder that's been bugging them or whatever. I need to do that tonight for my neck.
1: Yeah, Yeah, you do. So it
0: sounds like Taoist sexology and Tantra are like
2: cousins. They are definitely (laughs) like Like like. second cousins or first cousins. (laughs) They are definitely like cousins. I have a little theory that all of this medicine comes from Tibet, which resides right above India and China. Um, Tantra is the more Indian tradition and version of this. And my understanding, I honestly haven't studied too much Tantra, but my understanding of Tantra is it's a little bit more, um, simple maybe than Daoist sexology is a word I could potentially use for that. Um, I think because the meridians and the different glands and organs that we pay attention to in Daoist sexology are a little bit more, um, Specific to whatever health concerns the person's having. So there are actually different sexual positions, like for women who tend to get bladder infections or yeast infections, there's different um, positions. For men who tend to feel um, fatigued after, you know, a long day of work or after rigorous sex or exercise.
0: If there's, we sometimes get listeners that, um, that will email us, how do I prolong ejaculation? Mm-hmm. Could they work with you, those folks to do that, like through using Taoist sexology practices? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. So anybody listening out there? Hey. <laughs> if you email <laughs> us about that, yeah. <laughs>
1: here's some options. Well, and the, the, the book we reference for that is The Multigasic Man, which is written by Montauk Chia, who your, you're and
2: Doug Abrams, yep. who's yeah. also who's local, local yeah, here. Nice. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Yeah. Uh, awesome. So, and so, wait, okay. I want to go back to what you said. There's certain positions for women who get bladder infection. I know so many women that me get too. bladder infections I, I, I don't. I don't either. But I know a lot of them that do. So there's, it's related to the positions. There's actually ways to work with your body in that.
2: Yeah. There There's healing positions for that. I mean, if a woman was coming to me with chronic bladder infections, I'd give her herbs and dietary stuff as well. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, there's definitely positions um, that will support the healing of that, of the bladder. Mm. Would you like to know what that position is?
1: (laughs) Totally. I mean, I think our listeners want to know. (laughs) I mean, why not?
2: So that particular, um, that particular ailment is the man is lying flat on his back and the woman is uh, straddling him facing his toes. And she basically is the mover in that position. And she does three, no, she does, um, She'll do, it's called nines. They call it the nines. They're very concerned with threes and rounds of threes <laughs> in Taoism. And so they call um this, this. it's a shallow thrust, a shallow thrust, shallow thr- thrust, up to nine of those. And then a deep one. And then you do eight shallow thrusts and then a deep one, two deep ones. And then seven shallow thrusts, oh. three deep ones, and then six shallow thrusts. Five deep thrusts.
1: Yeah, you're all taking a note. Yeah,
2: <laughs> and and the pattern goes on from there. Okay. So, do you like a little chalkboard? Yeah. To like totally. every time
0: you thrust to like mark what you did.
2: If it's a little too confusing, you can always just do nine shallow thrusts and then a deep one. Okay. Yeah. That's just keep it simple. Great and info. and so this
1: is kind of like so the the penis owner is laying on their back, and so the the vulva owner's on top, but facing the toes. So it's kind of like what we call reverse cowgirlly cow human you want a cow human yeah reverse (laughs) cow human on top yeah something like that yeah okay note to all the people with bladder infection issues
0: i'm gonna i'm gonna refer them if because people do friends have come to me like i get utis chronic utis actually i think we had a listener email us about chronic utis before so this is great we can refer to this hopefully you're still a
1: fan and listening or we'll refer
0: them to you and and some chinese herbs
1: and Spices. Yeah. <laughs> Spices. <laughs> no, it's not about cooking, everyone. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, so you talk about creating a relationship with your divine feminine body. Can you give us a sneak peek of a few of the practices that um, would help someone do that?
2: Creating a relationship with the divine feminine body, I think is what, you know, my company is called Yin Wellness. So I am a huge advocate of Yin. Whether you're male or female, I think what the world needs yet now is a lot more yin. Yeah, Agree. <laughs> we have really um, mastered the yang. You know, we've got that down. We've got production down. We've got checklists down. We know how to get things done. And we feel good when we have accomplished a lot in a day. So um, moving more toward simply just being and receiving uh, all the gifts that that the universe really wants to give to you you have to be open to receiving them and so um yeah getting in touch with the divine feminine is it, i think it's a imperative i think it's crucial to longevity and health and vitality and feeling really good in your body in the long run um so one of the practices for that one of my favorite practices which is like the foundation of all the taoist sexual practices is called um turtle breathing
1: mm. oh so i saw a turtle on the road the I other day I saw you on yeah. instagram with that turtle <laughs> i know okay. You're like, ah! i don't okay turtle breathing yep mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> side note so the ancient Taoists basically,
2: you know, they didn't have iPhones to look at and Instagram to post on. So they <laughs> so they basically just sat around and watched nature and they watched how things grow and how they die and how they fall away and how they come back into being. And they would watch the animals. And so there's, you know, there's crane Qigong and there's turtle breathing and there's deer exercises so there's all these animals kind of in interspersed in Taoist sexology and so turtle breathing we'll do it right now together is um is very yin and it's very uh relaxing it helps to put your nervous system back into um back into its like reset mode so if you are listening and you have the availability to get into a child's pose, into a balasana yoga pose, this is a great pose for this um, breathing exercise. So, But even if you're just sitting or driving your car or wherever you are, you can still do this. Just imagine that you have a turtle shell on your lower back. And as you inhale, you're going to push your turtle shell toward the space behind
1: you. Do you actually move you, or you just imagine that you Just you're with
2: your breath. Okay. Yeah, you do move. Your back does move a little bit. When you first start doing it, you might use a, a little bit of abdominal strength to kind of push back a little bit with your inhale. And then as you exhale, just come all the way down to the very bottom of your lungs, clearing your lungs completely, letting go of every last bit of stale air. And as you inhale, fill up the lower back, push your turtle shell toward the wall behind you. And as you exhale, just allow that shell to fall back toward your spine. Another inhale to fill the lower back and fill that space. And imagine that your adrenal glands, which are resting right on top of your kidney organs, lift right up off of those organs. So much space into the lower back that those glands float up and off the organ itself. And as you exhale, of course, just allow that shell to fall back toward your spine. And then one more breath to really bring as much space and openness into your lower back, into your adrenal glands as you possibly can. There's two structures to your adrenal glands, so feel those two structures separate apart from each other like an egg and a yolk. And then exhale, just letting everything go. So turtle breathing is actually something I do every morning. Before I even get out of bed, I'll just get into a little child's pose and do that and kind of set an intention for the day and just listen. Like, what what does the day want me to pay attention to today, you know? I like that.
1: And so that helps to... Um, to be more in our bodies and then create more, more yin energy, more softness, more, um, more receiving, which is what my, my horoscope has been telling me that. The oh, you Chinese need a locals. lot more yin energy. I've I know. i know. <laughs> I've been trying to wear more
0: dresses April's lately. Naturally too. Very young. I am. I've
1: been, as I said, when I came over here the other day, I was wearing a dress and you're like wearing a dress chip. I was like, yeah, I'm trying to tap more into my feminine. I was like, oh, my
0: horoscope told me I need to do that too. Yeah.
1: yeah. I no, I need to tap into my yin. Yeah. My well, you just breathing. did it. I did. Turtle it.
0: breathing. I'm going to do that again. I almost, I I almost cried during Shavasana today in my hot yoga class and I was like, I gotta release some things. Like, what's (laughs) going on? So I think turtle breathing is a good start. Very
2: good start. And that is how you would do the orgasmic upward draw. You would add a a kegel to that. As you're approaching your orgasmic peak, you kegel turtle breathe at the same time and draw the orgasm into your adrenals. Drawing it straight into your adrenals is the first place to practice and the first step cuz it's really um it's so close, you know, it's right there. It's right there, at your lower
1: back. Yeah. And like so kidneys and adrenals are on top of the kidneys? Yes.
2: Okay. So you're um, There's two? Yes, there's two kidneys underneath your back ribs and right on top of your um kidneys there's an adrenal gland on each side. Oh. And each time that you um stress or worry, you are most likely leaking cortisol from your adrenal glands. So that's kind of what we're up against right now in the world is everyone's leaking cortisol. And so everyone's adrenals, most everyone's adrenals are really functioning subpar. So we want to um, do turtle breathing and bring sexual energy into the adrenal glands that's one of the best ways to replenish those glands and then you will have more energy for sex and for your relationships I mean communication's a huge part of relationships as well and you gotta have energy for that communication to come through mm. and I'm sure you guys already know this and probably a lot of your listeners have heard this before but every time you have an orgasm you flush all that cortisol out of your bloodstream. So an is,
0: orgasm a day keeps the doctor away. That's what she my, she always says is, really my tagline. It really
2: does. I agree with that tagline a hundred percent. That's yeah. why Willow is
0: glowing right now. People, she has the same idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, so can you talk a little bit? We did, we talked a bit about masculinity and Taoism, but can you talk about how Taoism's related to or how we can tap into it, um, with the divine masculine? As well,
2: yeah, that's good. Um, the divine masculine, gosh, we need both, you know, we really do. I'm looking at um, Amy drinking her glass of water, that's my classic classic example. Is the glass this is La Croix? of lacroix? Sorry,
0: LaCroix, but you know, it is lacroix <laughs> La to me. Is that can I drink lacroix?
1: Yeah, that works too. It's just <laughs> the fluid and the glass, that's what we're looking at. Ah, so as you the glass as the masculine, the fluid as the feminine. That's right, I like this. she's got it. She's <laughs> oh, got for real.
2: It. Yeah, so the glass is the structure, you know, the glass is the formation, it's the container, it holds the essence, the water is the essence, the water is inside the yang. So uh, yin and yang are very relative, masculine, feminine are very relative, you know, like... April might have a more masculine nature. I might have a more feminine nature, but we're both women. So it's really relative. There might be men out there who have more feminine nature, other men who have more masculine nature. It's really just um, what's true and what's na- natural for you. We all have both. We all have a yin meridian and a yang meridian in our bodies so coming back to the glass example, you know, if the glass has a very tall fa- structure, it's very tall, then the yin, the essence, the water can rise very high within it. If that glass were not there, then the the yin, the essence, the feminine, the water would just become a floodplain. So it's, it has a lot to do with um, perspective and boundaries. Another nice example is like, a river, you know, if a river has strong edges, strong earth boundaries, then it will flow easily and rapidly down to the abundant ocean. But if those boundaries of the earth disappear and go away, it just becomes a big floodplain of water, big muddy mm. <laughs> floodplain. So, so we really need both. We really need the masculine and the feminine. I mean, you, you have to have structure in your life. You have to pay your bills. You have to put gas in your car. You have to get your kids off to school. You have to, you know, take a shower and brush your teeth and all that stuff has to get done. And then what, what also really wants to get done as well is just being just simply receiving and being. And, um, I think we don't get taught that in school because we're all about structure and young and school and productivity. And so we're missing out on, um, You know, the freedom to play and the freedom to enjoy and just experience like the magic of life there's so much magic in life all you have to do is really go outside and listen you can hear the birds you can hear the wind in the trees you know you can hear the voice of your lover if you have one or you can hear the voice of a potential lover if you listen hard enough and that's one way that you can manifest that in your life draw that to you in your life I can hear the kids in the daycare next to me. (laughs) And she's like, good birth
1: control. That's my birth control. (laughs) Yeah, Um, very good.
0: (laughs) No, but it's true. I love that. Like you do, literally, even if you're listening and you live in New York City, you can still take a walk in Central Park and and enjoy nature. And there's something so uplifting about just spending a little bit of time outside, um, even if it's snowing, even if you're someplace cold, because it does help reconnect myself. And I'm like a city girl, you know, but I love being in nature. So I think that's, that's good homework for our listeners. Get in nature. What, yeah. Just, and, or just do something you enjoy. Get in touch with your yin energy and do something that you're actually
1: enjoying. Well, and sensuality and sexuality are so, um, you know, the the same as you know it is it's it's aliveness and getting out in nature and just taking a deep breath and taking all of it in like i i just went down into nature went camping for 24 hours with two other women and just you know naked in this river and and just like dancing and some music under the sun and just like felt so sexy and alive. And mm-hmm. there wasn't anything that we were doing that was particularly sexy. You know, we were not weren't masturbating. We weren't like looking <laughs> at any erotic imagery. But just being alive and in our naked skin under the sun with trees all around, the rushing water on our feet was so made us feel so alive that it was sexual and se- and sexy and sensual. And there's just they go hand in hand.
2: Yeah, and thank you for saying that was where I was going next. It's exactly what The yin is, is that receptivity of your sensuality. So your senses, your five senses. Everyone has a predominant sense, you know. For me, it's my ears, my auditory, my ability to hear. Other people, it might be taste or sight or touch, you know. And so, um, receiving your senses is, is that sensuality, is that where you get to feel the sexiest and most alive and vital. So mm-hmm. that's such a beautiful image.
1: It was good medicine. <laughs> oh yeah, I was I was yeah, I was, there was wildflowers around. They're not fully in bloom right now, but it was it was They're starting magical.
0: to pop up all over. There because are, I took
1: my friend's dogs for a walk and I was like, Oh my god
0: the yeah, wildflowers Yeah, are coming. I guess they're
1: on a late bloom because well, of the rain the is the late. weather's
0: been so weird. We had like weird acacia blooming in February here, which is why my I think my
1: the, yeah, the, um, the trees allergies. were confused. Right. Which, which again, we can like look at nature too because you know we're confused too. We're like, whoa, <laughs> the rain's not coming yet. to March. Yeah, we're not any different than the trees. They're they're confused too. We're all on the same page, so we're not any different. We just think like, that humans are so different from the nature. No,
2: we are not. Yeah. We're the same.
0: We, we are, are the same. Yeah. Well, we talked a little bit about sensuality, and I think, well, I know that Willow, you offer um sacred sensuality courses. And can you talk about those a little bit and also, like, the benefits and basically give our listeners an idea, like, who would want to participate in, the, in this coursework and, and
1: why would they? Are they online and in person, too? I want to know. Yes.
2: Yeah. So I do retreats. I do in-person retreats. I've got a five-day retreat coming up um, on the East Coast at the end of this month. So if anyone's interested, just email me, willow at yinwellness.com, and I'll give you more info on that. Um, that retreat's going to be really fun. It's going to be a, a blend of Tantra and Taoist sexology, so I'm co-teaching that with another woman, and um, it's called Awakening Aphrodite. So we're really going to awaken that goddess within who is the goddess of love, beauty, and sexuality. Um so I'm excited for that one. And then I lead a nine-month course online. So that nine-month course really is a rebirthing experience for you to dive deeper into uh, just all the many facets of sexuality for yourself. You know, we have modules where we clear shame and doubt and trauma and we have modules where we um go deeper into you know the thyroid gland and what its function is and then we have modules where we work on uh, multiple orgasms and you know how to have those and what that feels like and looks like and all the various ways that that can happen so um the nine month course is, that's kind of my baby, you know, I've been working on that for the past four or five years and, and it's just grown so much and it's helped so many women come out of Just a lot of shame and a lot of doubt around their bodies and around themselves. And and many of them have um, risen up to shine their brightest light to the point where they are, of course, attracting um, mates who are a good match for them, you know. So it has a lot to do with what's going on inside of you is what you see, is what's reflected on the outside. Um, additionally, you know, I'll do shorter, like two-day workshops, two-day retreats. Sometimes I'll do um, just two- or three-hour workshops, which are fun to just get a little taste, you know, of, of what it's all about. But, um, uh, yeah, I just love to teach this stuff. I think because people, once they get a taste of it, they want more and they see how easy it is, you know, how easy it can be to bring this energy forth in your life and experience healthy, happy, joyful sex, you know, and relationship and partnership that works for you. So that's great. And
0: so if you're local to Santa Cruz or the area, you have a lot of um, retreat offerings. And then if someone's out there listening in Wisconsin, you know my tapes in Wisconsin. <laughs> then you, they can go online and take your course
2: at their own pace too. It's nine months, but it's at their own pace. No, the nine month course is all together. Okay, so together. I have a yeah, I'll have a group of of women that I start all at once, and oh, then way. we kind of go through the course together, so that I can teach as as I'm going. Okay.
1: And you do work with men as well, though. You just just these specific courses and retreats aren't designed for them, but you will work with men too.
2: Right. Yeah, I do work with men. I do work with men one on one, and then. M- Primarily when I'm working with men, I'm working with a couple okay. usually, yeah. just that's how they usually come. I have worked with some gay men and that's always a treat. It's like, I'm sometimes I'm like, maybe that will be my new niche someday. <laughs> <laughs> they're so fun to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and then I've had a couple, you know, straight men that I've worked one-on-one with as well. So the one-on-one work is always available. So that, and, and we'll we'll give everyone um, a chance to revisit
0: how to get a hold of Willow at the end of the the. The podcast here, but um, you you mentioned before we started recording that you're doing some work with um, teens and sex ed and things. Are you? Is there anything else with in terms of course stuff, books, whatever you're you're into and working on that we can look forward to um, in the f- near
2: future? Yeah, I just recently started just offering us. Um, I kind of had been looking for something to offer my time for free. I'm always giving a lot of nice money away, but I wanted to give some <laughs> nice time away, you know. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> So I um, I had one of my friends was like, oh, shit, my daughter's having sex. What should I do? I was like, well, there's no good options for birth control, really. They kind of all suck. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I then I decided, well, actually educating her is really the best option. So read this book and have a mother-daughter book club. And actually, I'll do it with you. I'll do mother-daughter book club with you. So we're starting with a book called Taking Charge of Your Fertility, which every... Every woman should read because I mean we should be given this book in grade school. Is this like fertility awareness method? Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. We had an episode on that. We had a woman fertility Friday. She has a podcast on cool. our on our podcast to talk an, about it. But.
0: She's super pro. She's like I think she's my age, thirty five, and she's been using fertility awareness methods since um two thousand. Since yeah. she was eighteen, Uh, 99% effective rate. Um, and so I think, I don't remember the episode right now, but if you all want to check into that, you can get the book, but there's also, yeah, taking charge of
1: your fertility. What
0: episode was that?
1: I'm not a hundred percent sure, but if you go and look at it, it's a, it's a fertility awareness method with fertility Friday. And, um, and so you're on board for the, you, for, yeah, I mean, the fertility awareness method, you feel like?
2: I, I mean, because, just because everything else is hormones or messing with your cervix, which can definitely lead to cesarean births down the line. I mean, you mm-hmm. just, and it's good to know when you're ovulating, it's the same thing, knowing, you know, knowing when your spring is coming, like knowing when your ovulation is Testing coming. Testing your cervical fluid, which Looking is at what that, right, yeah. Right.
1: Mm hmm. Yes, yeah, so just some more connection to the body. I'm so happy don't you to think again. about this right now. Oh, you got a vasectomy on your vasectomy.
0: <laughs> I highly recommend that. If you're in, you know.
2: In, I do. Partner. I do too, April. I mean, if you're in a partnership where you don't want any more kids and you're sure about that, I do think it's a beautiful gift. If the man is not into practicing non-ejaculation, I think it's a really beautiful gift that he can give to the relationship.
0: But, and you still ejaculate. You still have an orgasm. Yep, you, everything still everything's still operates.
2: Fine. Everything's um, fine.
0: Everything's the and there's only. It, the likelihood of it growing back is very small. Very, Wait, very. What very. did you
1: say? If he's not into practicing non- ejaculation, so mm-hmm. you're saying that vasectomy and practicing non- ejaculation doesn't work? Is that? I
2: well, if if the man in the relationship does not want to get on board and do the work that it takes to become a master um, non- ejaculator, oh, I see. Because it does take work. Yeah, for kind of sex-
1: I'm pro if you want to. I mean, it's consensual, of course. Oh, but- I thought you were talking about with did the non. Yes, okay, now I get it now. <laughs> <laughs> I was like what? This is a work. Go hand in hand. So that's pretty cool. That's great. So this is new for you,
0: the uh, teens and sex ed. Yep. kind of. Book- this is a new offering. Cool. Yeah. So,
1: um, you know, we're going to create a reference page. Uh, we might actually do that later today with references on our website, just an a actual page wine. over a glass of wine. You know, <laughs> we like the wine. Um, and we'll talk about some references on there that we keep talking about on all of our podcasts so that you can just look at it. Right. And We'll add that book on there, taking charge of your fertility as well.
2: Yeah, there's yeah. so many good books. Another book that you might want to check out if you're interested in Taoist sexology, just to give you just more of an idea of the philosophy and everything around it, is called The Tao of Sexology. Oh, that's crazy! Very weird.
0: And you also do some telesummit work. I saw that at least you did in 2016, 2017. It's it's work with um, it's it's basically on love and sex and vitality. Is there gonna be
2: another one of those? What is that something that folks should look forward to or participate in. Yes. Thank you, April. I am having another summit in September of this year. So cool. Getting that together right now. Uh, yeah. will there be any shameless sex discounts? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Those summits are entirely free. So, Oh,
0: well, uh, see, so you do,
1: you get a massive <laughs> you get a big discount. discount. Shameless sex discount. So
0: you can go to Willow's website. It's, it's yinwellness.com mm-hmm. to look at all of her offerings. Um, and
1: and that's, is that the best way for people to find you and work with you is to go to your website? Yep. Yep. Cool. Yinwellness.com, everyone.
0: Mm-hmm. And there's,
1: I mean, I was kind of navigating
0: through your website. It's super easy. It's a good website. And there's also, um, I saw that you recorded like a webinar on, uh, it's about an hour long that was on um, it's right on your homepage.
2: Yeah, I, start, I, have I got done, 14 minutes in, but <laughs> yeah. so I did the whole thing. But it sounded really nice.
0: You sound yeah. great. You have a very relaxing voice.
2: Thank you, darling. Um, yeah, no, I've done so many interviews and so many webinars. And there's a on the homepage. There's a list of things to listen to and interviews and webinars and that kind of stuff. And then also, if you do subscribe to the mailing list, you do get a free gift, which is. A cool gift right now it's um the Sacred j video series VJJ yeah and so that's a 10 part video series just kind of diving deeper into your sacred space your yoni yoni is sanskrit for sacred space and your J is the one of the most sacred spaces in your body, probably. Nature's up, pocket. That's what next, I call it. Next to your heart. I love that. So <laughs> Stashing snacks in nature's pocket. I got
1: cute. nature's pocket.
2: And so check that out. I talk about the jade egg too in that series. Oh, cool.
1: so, oh. nice. Yeah, jade egg. We have the jade eggs up here. Pleasure. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. You can learn more about jade eggs from Willow Brown. Willow, you are truly a fantastic human being. Yeah. Thank you for being in
0: my home. Thank you. Thank you for enjoying my green couch thank you for having me (laughs) yeah
1: and so i guess before we end is there like if you could tell our listeners one thing that they got from listening to this episode what would it be what are you hoping that they pull like one little nugget yeah Yeah. what is like the Uh, most important thing that you want the world to know
2: i would say just to receive more of your senses and more of yourself
1: Mm. and
2: the gifts that uh really want to come to you don't block them
1: just receive them. Mm, more receiving, more yin.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I need to everybody. do some of
2: that.
1: Yeah, you do. Damn <laughs> it! I have so many things to work on. You're learning. You're always working. Always I learning.
0: Am. I'm out there. I'm working with everyone else, other, with the listeners who are hungry for it. And yeah. I love the information. We're we're students too. We are always. I always want to keep uh, learning. I you'll never ever want to stop learning. No. it's really important. So yeah, awesome, Willow. Thank you, thank honey. You. You're awesome. Enjoy thank this you so much. rainy, rainy weekend. We need the rain all right (laughs) to our listeners we love you amy and i absolutely adore you uh remember you can um check out willow's offerings at yinwellness.com that's y-i-n and then wellness you can google that if you don't know how to spell it uh now you can look us up at www (laughs) even though you don't need that at shamelesssex.com but we love you all thanks for listening and we'll see you next tuesday ciao for now